This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, good morning. It is 11.30 a.m., 94.1, Wave 94, and you're listening to Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries. I just want to say good morning, Tallahassee. Let's go to heaven. Is heaven real? I mean, where is heaven? And how does heaven come to earth? What is it really all about? I was very uh, interested this morning in trying to figure out heaven on earth. How do we arrive there? Is heaven money? Does it mean that we uh, have all the money to pay all of our bills, to live the life that we want to, buy as many cars, houses, go all around the world, travel, drink, have fun? Is that heaven on earth? Wow. I don't know. I mean, I looked at Jesus and um, I think I want to talk about the way how he showed heaven on earth because it's a lot different than what you and I think heaven on earth is. I mean, personally, I think when I have no more bills, can just wake up, not really go to work, just do anything I want, go travel, go to the park, go to the beach. That's a sort of heaven, but that heaven is not going to last forever. And it's heaven finding the right mate and being with the one you love and having the children you want. What is heaven? So we know that heaven is geographically in another location very far and may not be in the way that we understand it. Heaven may be like realms, meaning different levels uh, and versions of reality. It might be that. But I know one thing, we're on earth. And how do we, as human beings, receive or live in heaven while we're on earth? So the first place that I went was, um, let's go to Mark, the first chapter. And I do hope you have your Bible with you, because that's where... We will find the answer to all the questions that we have today. Mark, the first chapter, starting at the ninth verse, it's um, after Jesus was baptized by John and the Holy Spirit um, came down upon him as the dove and a voice from heaven, very far away, saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Before I go any further, I think I need to pray. Father God, I ask you to anoint this message this morning, Lord. Bless me. Bless the the listeners, Lord, and let your words come through Radio Land so that we can all receive a better understanding of heaven on earth. Thank you, Lord. And immediately... 
the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. Now, he was there 40 days, tempted of Satan, was with wild beasts, and then the angels came to minister unto him. And after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now, I guess one of the ways we can start this out is what on earth is he talking about? The time is fulfilled. And I believe prophetically, uh, Daniel, the prophet, in the ninth chapter, uh, verse 25, he talked about this time that Jesus is referring to. So it says, know therefore and understand, okay, from the uh, going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks, three score and two weeks. So that's um, 69 weeks and the street shall be built again, the wall, even in tumultuous times. And after three score and two weeks, so that's 62 weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with the flood, and until the end of the war, desolations, des desolations are determined. So... That is going all the way back to the prophecy that Daniel said when he explained about how will reconciliation for iniquity be made and how will the Israelites, you know, literally um, complete their, um, their, you know, the fact that they were confessing their sins and and they had uh, done terrible things. And so the transgression was so great that um, the Lord gave uh, his servant, Daniel, a prophetic word. And it was saying how 70 weeks, 70 weeks, I'm sorry, are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most High, the Most Holy. So Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophetic word that Daniel spoke. Jesus came literally to make an end of sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness. So, um, and this, he, what, what Daniel is saying from the time that Ezra and Nehemiah went to build that wall and to rebuild, uh, Jerusalem, uh, he mentioned the, um, the weeks and then there was going to be a period that the Messiah was going to be cut off. And we all know that Jesus, uh, was crucified. Okay. And then uh, raised from the dead. And now he's going to return. So what Jesus is saying, let's go back to where I was, Mark, first chapter. He's saying in the 15th verse, the time is fulfilled 
and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So the prophetic words spoken by Daniel thousands of years before Jesus appeared, Jesus is now saying, I'm here. I am the Messiah. I have come to bring the end to sin and reconciliation. Amen. And everlasting righteousness. So that right there is the beginning of explaining how does heaven come to earth? It came through the Messiah, through Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's go further. Mark the uh, first chapter, verse 20, the 22nd. Um, so Jesus uh, went into the synagogue and he began to teach and preach. And they were astonished at his doctrine because it, it was like as if he were speaking, not as a scribe, but as one that actually created all the statues and the laws. And um, so they began, uh, there was in the synagogue, in the church. And that's what we have today in our churches. We have people that go to church all the time and are filled with demons and so here's Jesus. You know, Jesus is from heaven. His father is the creator of heaven and earth, the Holy Spirit that came upon Mary and, and impregnated her. So these, the egg, and now we're talking about creation of life, the sperm and the egg, the egg came from Mary, but the sperm did not come from a male on earth and instead came from Holy Spirit. Why am I saying all of that? Because literally heaven was birth in Jesus. So now he's at the synagogue and he's teaching and he doesn't teach like a scribe because he's not a scribe. He really is the creator, but now in the form of a man. And so, um, in the church, a person was there with an evil spirit, an unclean spirit. And it said, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. See? So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the spirit world know who you are. They can see that Holy Spirit is inside of you, that you are walking on this earth. Every person that is filled with Holy Spirit is a spark of heaven that is actually walking on this earth. So we're going to talk about if you're heaven, if you're filled with Holy Spirit, then you're heaven on earth. What do you do and what cannot stay in your presence? So unclean spirits cannot stay in the presence of Jesus. Amen. And Jesus rebuked him and said, hold thy peace and come out. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out. So everyone's amazed and saying like, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For what authority commanded even he, the unclean spirit? And they do obey. And so um, later, he's with Simon and, and Andrew. And Simon's mother, uh, well, his wife's mother, lay sick of a fever. Okay? So he just came and took her by the hand. Um, believers, saints of God that are filled with Holy Spirit, I think we need to get uh, motivated 
and get activated and start being heaven on earth like Jesus. We are disciples of Jesus. So we should be doing what Jesus did. Look at what Jesus did. He didn't do no long rolled out prayer. He simply took her by the hand, lift her up, and immediately the fever left her. When was the last time that you or I did that? That's what we're supposed to do. And then at sunset, all the people in the city, they brought unto him those that were diseased or possessed with devils, okay? And all the city. So think about it. All of us live in neighborhoods. And we're talking about heaven on earth. And Holy Spirit is in you. Holy Spirit, that's how Jesus came here. So you and I are to be doing what Jesus is doing, what Jesus did. We should, you know, let's say that you say, well, I'm not a minister. I'm not this, I'm not that. But you live somewhere. And so wherever you live, you can just go door to door in an apartment complex and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Um, are you okay? Can I pray for you? Anyone sick? That's it. Heaven on earth is through you, the believer, filled with Holy Spirit. Let's find out more about Jesus. Mark, the first chapter, verse 34. Jesus healed many. This, this is all in one day. That were sick of diverse diseases and cast out not one devil, many. Some of us cast out one and we want to carry that trophy for 20 years. That's crazy. You have heaven inside of you. The world needs you. The world needs heaven. So you are to activate, you know, by faith, release what God has put in you that you received by faith and begin to exemplify by your actions, not by your word, heaven on earth. And we're at Mark. For the ninth, yeah, first chapter. I'm still on the 34th verse. He healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, cast out many devils, and did not allow the devils to speak because they knew him. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I mean, then on the 39th verse, he preached in synagogues throughout all Galilee and did what? Cast out devils. So guess what? The devils that are existing all around of us and, and these unclean spirits that are all these people around us, they are so happy that you and I are not casting them out. They're happy. But we have to begin to be heaven on earth as Jesus did. Wow. Verse 40, there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. So, verse 41, Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, touched him, and said, I will be thou clean. And immediately, leprosy departed, and the man was clean. So, what we now learn is in order for you and I to be like Jesus, Casting out devils, having, you know, healing the sick. Okay. We must have compassion in our hearts. Cause if we are just so self-satisfied 
about I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and sit in our corner and run to church every time it opened and feel like we, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Obviously, we do not have compassion. So in order for heaven and, you know, heaven on earth is we're not talking about geographical heaven. We're talking about uh, the conditions that exist in heaven also existing on earth. And that happens through you and I who proclaim to be filled with Holy Spirit. And uh, just in case you and I do not know what the conditions are in heaven, I think over in Revelations, okay, I remember, um, I believe right here, yeah, Revelations 22nd chapter, and this is in heaven, okay? I might want to go sooner than that, but I'll, I'll read this. And um, there's a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So there's two thrones, God and the Lamb, that was sworn before the foundation of the world. In the midst of the street of gold, right? And on either side of the river was there the tree of life. So now we know where the tree of life is. And, you know, we know that there was a time with Adam and Eve, the tree of life was also in the Garden of Eden. But we know maybe that was a, a part, you know, you can grow trees. But the point is the tree of life is in heaven. Okay. And it bore 12 manner of fruits, yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the trees. Listen to this were for the healing of the nations. So no wonder all Jesus could do once he uh, was baptized and, you know, uh, justified by the voice from heaven and uh, tried and tested and ministered to in the wilderness and came out. No wonder the only thing that he was doing was saying the kingdom of God is here. Okay. It's near. And then he manifested it by healing. Because why? In heaven, healing is there for all the nations. And no more curse. Hmm. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They'll see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there was another part where... It talked about how there's no uh, tears, there's no weeping, you know, um, right. And how uh, there's nothing evil inside of heaven. So that's the condition of heaven. Heaven is where it's just uh, nothing but purity, joy. And there it is, 21st chapter, Revelation, verse Number, I'll start at number three, because I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, sorrow, crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. 
Okay. So I'm trying to let you understand that the conditions of heaven, no one is sick. There's no death. There's no pain. There's no crying. So everywhere that Jesus went, the conditions and the circumstances of heaven had to also be manifested. And thus, Jesus healed the sick. He did all of that because that is what exists in the kingdom of God. That is what exists in the geographical location of heaven. I hope that I helped you understand that better. So we're still looking at Mark, first chapter. And um, we know now that the, the leprosy guy was healed because Jesus was moved with compassion. Okay. And then we also see, uh, I'm just going to keep going. Um, look at this one. Uh, he was teaching. There was no room in Mark, the second chapter. And there was this sick guy and his friends push him into the, they tore the roof off and, and lowered him into where Jesus was preaching. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick, and this guy had palsy. I think we call it MS, multiple cirrhosis. And here's what, so that means, guys, we have the power to heal MS. But look what Jesus said. He said, son, thy sins be forgiven. Okay? And um, <laughs> the Pharisees said, well, how could he forgive sin? So when we are walking in right standing, understanding and revelation of what does it mean to receive Jesus Christ, not just as your Savior and your Lord, but also that you are walking in the power and the authority that he released unto his disciples. And, and that is evident even here in, uh, I believe in Mark, uh, second chapter. Let me, let me see if that's where it is. Well, anyway, the point is that Jesus released unto his disciples the power and the authority to heal the sick, to raise the dead. And I will read that to you. But for the moment, let's just look at what Jesus did. He didn't just heal him. He said, thy sins be forgiven. And then, even though they questioned him, he said, look, whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise, take up thy bed and walk, but that ye know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And then he looked to the guy that was sick and said, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, go thy way. And immediately the young man was healed of palsy. Amen. So Jesus did something else. And I'm wondering when you and I are going to do it. He did not limit his um, social activity, his living daily routine to just going to the church. Here in Mark, second chapter, verse number 15, 
And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners came and sat with Jesus. When was the last time that you sat with sinners? I mean, real sinners, smoking, drinking. I used to do that when I first got saved and so forth. Boy, I would go to nightclubs and pray for people. I'd pray for them before they go into the nightclub. I remember praying for an entire uh, group of motorcycle bikers uh, before they went into the nightclub. And I said, look, let me pray for you because you don't know what's going to happen when you go inside. And I want to make sure that you gave your heart to Jesus. Amen. So that's what Jesus did. He sat with sinners. He enjoyed their, their company, etc., And he let them see the kingdom of God in him. Have you done that lately? I don't know. It sounds like today I'm talking to those that say they're saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and Holy Spirit is inside of you, but I'm questioning you, and I'm trying to alert you that we're to do more than be filled. We are to move with action and into this lost world, and dying world, and crying world, and sad world, and sick world, and we're to do as Jesus did. And notice what he said when the scribes and Pharisee uh, talked about him. He said, verse number 17, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. That's what you and I are called for, to go to the sick. I came not to call the righteous, but I came, this is Jesus, to call the sinners to repentance. Amen? So, the healing, the casting out the devils. Jesus did all of that because that was his way, really, of bringing the loss to understanding a greater revelation and recognition of what does it mean to have the kingdom of God, to have heaven in your presence. Amen. And so um, he didn't stop there. And that, that's why I'm talking to you and I. Mark, the third chapter. Here's what it said. Verse 14. He ordained the 12 disciples that were with him and he sent them forth to preach. He gave them power to heal sickness and cast out devils. And so God has done. Jesus really has done the same thing with you and I. And if we go to Luke, the ninth chapter, I'm just all over the place today, I guess, trying to get you and I to understand what does it mean to have heaven on earth? It is not just the material things. You know, Romans, the uh, 14th chapter, even tells us that it says that um, for the kingdom of God, and I'm going to go back to Luke 9, but I want to mention Romans, the 14th chapter and 17th verse, it says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serve Christ, so you and I are servants of Jesus Christ, right? Is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and then wherewith we edify one another. Amen? So we are to have one mind, one mouth, Glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we're walking, the Holy Spirit activated, and we're manifesting heaven on earth, and how do we manifest heaven on earth? We're to cast out devils. We're to even raise the dead. 
Okay? Heal the sick. Jesus did it. And he's giving you the power and the authority to do it. So I'm going to read it. Luke, the ninth chapter. I'm just going to reiterate it. He called his 12 disciples together, gave them power and authority over not some devils, all devils. So devils of suicide. Okay. Devils of drug addiction. Uh, devils of, uh, you know, depression. Devils of lethargy. People that just don't do anything, almost like they're on heroin, you know, devils that cause people to be lost, walking up and down the street, a spirit of vagabond. These are all devils and we're to cast them out. Why? Because Jesus gave us the authority to do so over all devils and to cure disease. And then we're to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so he did that with the 12 disciples. Okay, and then he did it again because he had first he sent those 12, I believe, to actual uh, people of the Israelites. Okay, and then he did 70 more, meaning you and I, those that were not born, actually, probably as Jews. But anyway, the point is, he if you are a disciple of God, you are a disciple of Jesus, then you are to do what Jesus has empowered us to do. Luke 10, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 more. Remember, to go out with someone else, because that's what he did. He sent them two by two. And he said, the harvest. So the, the enemy want you and I to think that nobody wants to be saved. That's not true. Nobody wants to be enslaved. Nobody wants to be on the brink of suicide like daily. No one. So Jesus has said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers unto his harvest. And so on this day, this is what he did with the 70. He said, um, Heal the sick and let them know that the kingdom of God has come near thee. Okay? So, verse number 18. The 70, well, went out and they did what God said and they were all excited that the devils were subject unto them through the name of Jesus. And he wanted them to know that's no big deal. Because 18 verse, he said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So that lets you know that heaven is a geographical place because Satan actually fell from heaven. So he said, again, he reiterated, I gave you power. I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But more importantly, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And I think with that, I'm going to stop. I think I've tried to make us understand more about heaven. Um, Jesus was our exemplar. Not only is he our savior, not only is he our Lord, we are to do things that Jesus did. We are to walk as Jesus walked. We are to live as he lived. And now I'm talking to myself. I think we have to allocate more time to prayer. Uh, that seemed to have been the biggest thing that Jesus did, like daily. And 
you know, so we must allocate time to prayer more so that we can be more effective and have more faith to do what the Lord has anointed us to do. I'm going to end this today with the Lord's Prayer because um, the disciples went to Jesus and they said, Lord, I guess they recognize just as I do that the power source for Jesus' effectiveness, you know, was how he was praying something. And they went to him and asked him, how do we pray? And here's what he said. And so today, Lord God, we're praying. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on this earth. Thy will be done in heaven, in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, I ask you to let this prayer be all of our prayer. Lord, let it be real, God, in our lives. Let it, let it not just be something we memorize, Lord, but God, let us become more knowledgeable that your expectation of believers that are filled with Holy Spirit is to walk activated, praying for the sick, healing the sick, healing the sick, casting out devils. In Jesus' name I pray. And forgiving one another. Lord, activate your prayer in all of us. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next time. May the Lord be with you.